Our first reading for this afternoon is from the third and fourth chapters of Malachi. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will call you blessed for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. But you say, how have we spoken against you? You have said, it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him, those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. For behold, The day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked. For they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the fourth chapter of Matthew. Now when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light, 
And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation of the Ten Commandments. What is the Ninth Commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's house. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not scheme to get our neighbor's inheritance or house or get it in a way which only appears right, but help and be of service to him in keeping it. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This ninth commandment and also the tenth one both deal with coveting. And this coveting a desire, a covetous desire, is one in which you are jealous, uh, desiring to make something that doesn't belong to you your own. And that could be all kinds of things. In this commandment, it's a house. When we get to the tenth commandment next week, it could be anyone from a spouse to The catechism mentions workers, animals, anything that we could desire. But what's very interesting in the scripture is that although coveting is 99% of the time viewed as negative, there's one time when there's almost a type of good coveting. And one time there is a type of good jealousy. And that's the way that God feels towards you. God desires you. He wants you to be all for himself. He doesn't want to share you with any false gods. He doesn't want to share your heart with anything else that would set itself up in your life as a God. He wants you to fear, love, and trust in him above all things. And he's jealous to have this. This is what even in the commandments after they're all listed, God says, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. He wants you. One of the greatest times God showed this this jealousy, this desire to have you all to himself, is actually in our Old Testament reading for today that we had from Malachi. Malachi was the last book written in the Old Testament just a couple hundred years before Christ is born. And in this one passage in Malachi, and there's other passages in Malachi that speak of this, Malachi wrote and said this in the word of the Lord. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. 
And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This Elijah the prophet that Malachi spoke of was fulfilled in John the Baptist. The forerunner of Christ who paved the way for Christ. And what was John's message? It was simple and it was even stated here in our reading from Matthew, when Jesus began his own ministry, he began with the very same sentence that John started his ministry with. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God wants you all to himself. God wanted the people of the Old Testament all to himself. God wanted the people who were on the scene when John the Baptist was at the Jordan. He wanted them all for himself. And that was the message that he sent. You know, later today, right after worship, we'll be continuing our Bible study with Second Peter. And there's this wonderful line, it's near the very end of Second of Peter, where it speaks of uh, the coming, second coming of Christ. Now, some people were doubting if that was going to happen, or some complained that it was taking too long. And, uh, and Peter just wrote, that uh, the Lord is not slow in bringing this about. It will come. But he's patient. And for a good reason. Peter wrote and said that God is patient because he does not want anyone to die. Meaning, in spiritual death. He wants everyone. His desire, his jealousy is for everyone to have an opportunity to hear the gospel by the gospel to believe and have everlasting life in Christ. This is why the second coming has been delayed. Not slow, just still to come. Because God is still gathering people into his church. And he will continue to do this because he is a jealous God. He loves us. He's the one who made us. And he wants us all to himself for eternity. And thanks be to Christ. He will do this. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.